What's up, everybody? On this week's episode of Guys Talking Sports, we dive into the NFL free agency or the tampering portion of free agency. Uh, we touch on the NBA, and we also touch on, well, pretty much the stock on NFL and NBA. So make sure you tune in to this week's episode of Guys Talking Sports. What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Guys Talking Sports. Fellas, Thursday night, a lot of shit been going on in the NFL. A lot of crazy stuff been going on in the NBA, too, but let's talk about this NFL. So what's going on with you guys? I'm doing well. I'm on Vino tonight. Uh, it's, a, it's a Cabernet um, in a whiskey oak barrel, aged in a whiskey oak barrel. You're going to sleep well tonight. <laughs> I just got water in this jug right here. So this ain't nothing for me. It's just water. So I'm ready to get started and talk. And I just got a little bit of apple juice myself. I'm just being ultra ghetto and not just kicking it to the head. <laughs> I figured you might want some Gatorade or some Pedialyte. Shame. <laughs> Shame. <laughs> <laughs> what a way to kick it off yeah, <laughs> yes so all it took was a little bit of baseball to get uh back on track to see all these crazy deals to now see some football trades and signings and the quarterback Carl Carousel and Cleveland says they need an adult quarterback and Baker's like trade me. <laughs> you got A-Rod signing a huge mega deal and Devonta Adams is like screw you I'm not taking no damn uh, franchise tag. So, yeah, yeah. We're all over the place so I guess without trying to sit there and talk about every trade or every, every signing I would like to think what is in your opinion the most shocking trade or shocking signing that you you might find so far throughout this whole NFL tampering free agency type of thing. Oof. It's been a lot. <laughs> um, oof. I would. Mm, I don't know. I, I, I was going to say Russell Wilson. Make it quick, AJ. I was going to say Russell Wilson going to the Broncos because I don't think I saw that coming or I don't think a lot of people saw it coming. Um, but then when you get, you know, Devontae Adams, you know, getting traded to the, to, to the Packers, that one just threw me for a loop. Um, but, you know, the big thing going into this offseason was, you know, he, he was looking to get paid. Mm-hmm. Um, he didn't want to. He said it before that he he didn't want to play under a franchise tag. Um, Aaron Rodgers uh, was was not comp- was not oh, a very much vocal, but he did make his you know passive aggressive statements about Devontae Adams need to be paid, and you know his decision to come back may hinge on what happens with Devontae Adams. He gets his money, uh, which is not a shocked that he stayed, but he got broke off um, for at least three years, 153 million guaranteed. 
Who? Who got who got guaranteed? Oh, Aaron Aaron Rodgers. Rodgers. oh okay, okay. Yeah, the three years, 153, you know, guaranteed. Um, and so he got his money, and then they franchise tagged Devontae. Actually, they franchise tagged Devontae before <laughs> A-Rod signed. Mm-hmm. And so I'm thinking, all right, they're gonna sign Rodgers, they franchise tagged him. They might say, okay, we'll work something out before training camp. But I guess he was like, I ain't playing, and he traded him. So that one threw me for the biggest loop, even though Von Miller going to the Bills was a little bit surprising. But Devontae Adams right now, it's like a tie between him and Russell Wilson. Yeah. Um, I'm reading this right now. And to receive the – I mean, Packers received the 2022 first round and second round picks in exchange for him. Um, I'm very curious to see now what A-Rod thinks <laughs> of this. Um, I mean, I know that one of the reasons that he wanted to come back in with everything with Devontae Adams being there, um, now that he's no longer there, I'm very interested in seeing what does that do for the Green Bay Packers moving forward. Because I have a feeling that because of the signing, um, that there's going to be a lot of more deals to be made where they may not, I mean, A-Ryan might not be happy in the long run. Uh, would not be surprised because of the salary the, the, the salary as it stands um, that the Packers is going to make some more moves. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see what they do. Uh, but I agree. I thought that Von Miller going to the Bills, to be honest, um, was a game changer um, because it only solidifies them as being one of the Super Bowl contenders there. And I didn't expect him to get go there. Um but it was, it was, I think that was more of a shocking move. I think everything else at this point is just, I'm more curious now to see if the Saints are finally going to get the quarterback that they're looking for um, with so many choices out there. So I'm very curious to see what they're going to do. There's just a lot of free agents and trades that's going on that I really wasn't expecting. This is almost like NBA type of willing and dealing going on to an extent. Um, which is very good because it keeps the NFL reverence of what's going I mean, relevant in this world right now. So especially in the sports world right now. So I think that overall, like these deals that are being made, it only solidifies the interest of the NFL. And maybe a lot of people still want to see how these deals work going forward. So I'm, I would say the biggest, the one, the one that's not, such a big shock is Tom Brady coming out of retirement to go back to Tampa Bay. Um, yeah, I guess I guess Giselle got on his nerves one too many times, and he said, "The hell with this! I'm going back to play ball." Um, but then I heard also heard a sneaky little rumor that he was actually trying to wiggle his way out of Tampa so he could end his career in San Francisco. I heard that. And Tampa was being very bullish on not allowing that to happen. Why, why should they? Yeah. I agree. I agree. Uh, 49ers ain't coming off no draft capital for it. So they could forget They could forget about that. Um, like you guys, I thought Devon Miller signing was, was crazy. Not so much that he signed with Buffalo. It was just a contract. This contract, like six years, $120 million. Mm-hmm. Knowing he's like 33 years old. <laughs> How much of that is guaranteed? Because that's all that really matters. <laughs> right. 
fully, a fully front-loaded contract. Of course. You know, and they could probably walk away from him in two years. And, you know, but I guess they had to come with the, the heftiest contract to kind of steal him away. Um, I like a lot of the moves. Back. This The AFC West is ridiculous right now. With all the moves of the Chargers, the Broncos, the Chiefs, and the uh, and now the Raiders. My goodness, that's that probably has to be the toughest division in, in the NFL. Uh, and, and you know what? Depending on how this um, the the Sean Watson, you know, whatever wherever he lands, uh-huh. it might it still might shake up a few more things because you already got. You, you, you got Matt Ryan. Do they keep him if, if they bring in Deshaun Watson or if not? You know what's going to happen with there. And um, Baker Mayfield requesting the trade. What's not to say that he don't wind up somewhere, you know, in AFC West? Maybe the Raiders. I don't know. It's 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 still very fluid. Who who could imagine that it would be Deshaun Watson <laughs> holding you know holding the chain for everybody? Correct. Right. Especially after everything you've been through. Yeah, exactly. And what's crazy about it is with the Cleveland Browns and the Baker Mayfield situation, they completely dropped that ball. Um, like they really counted the chickens before the eggs hatched, or they jumped the cart before the horse, or you know what I'm saying, that reference. Um, <laughs> but to make the statement that they made about Baker Mayfield and then try when when that dis- I mean when they was trying to go for Deshaun Watson. Um, looking for a level of maturity to that extent. Um, that was just a bad look because they didn't solidify any replacement for Baker Mayfield before for even making that statement public. And now you got a disgruntled quarterback who now doesn't want to be a part of the organization after you basically called him immature. So um, they have a lot of work to do, Cleveland does. And with the loss of a first OBJ and now um, uh, Landry, like they really have a lot of making up to do. And doing this and while trying to solidify now a quarterback is going to be difficult for them because now people know that they're looking and they also know that B- Baker Mayfield is one is now wants to leave. So. Just to, uh, to pause really quick. Kentucky and St. Peter's are tied at 71 in overtime. There's going to be a lot of upsets, I'm telling you right now. A lot of the top seeds is going to be done within the first two weeks. First two weeks? Hell. Between this week or this weekend. (laughs) We'll make that prediction. Like a lot of number ones is going to, a lot of top seeds is going to drop. UConn just lost. Yeah. Iowa lost. This two five seeds already gone. Mm-hmm. And I'm, uh, I'm pretty and, sure I'm, I'm, I'm gonna say this: that one of the number one seeds is gonna lose to a sixteen seed. And well, Gonzaga was acting like they was they they wanted to be that team until they had a had a very 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 late run within the last two minutes. I was watching that game and it was very nip and tuck. Mm. Like to be honest, my sleeper is Norfolk State, but um, I digress. Oh, I know we're talking about the NFL right now, but can I give a, a huge shout out to Howard's women's basketball team for winning their first NCAA tournament game yesterday versus Incarcerate World? Um, it's going to be an epic showdown because now it's Dawn Staley 
and I, I, I forgive, forgive you, forgive me, excuse me, for not knowing Howard's uh, women's basketball coach's name, but supposedly her and Dawn Staley know each other pretty damn well. So it's going to be an epic 116 battle <laughs> uh, for Howard. But, you know, just got to give props to uh, to uh, HBCU for winning their first game, especially on the women's side. And hopefully they uh, they be partying down in D.C. if they can pull up that pull out that upset against South Carolina. But just want to get that out the way before I forget. Um, the NFL, it's the drama that just keeps on giving even though we are months away from any from any sort of practice or any sort of organized team activities, hell, even before the draft. Yeah. <laughs> we got we got the drama that is called the NFL. And then you got the drama that's MLB with uh, all these huge trades and not, not even so much trades. Is this really the free agency? Yeah, uh, Freddie Freeman going to the Dodgers. <laughs> that lineup with the Dodgers now is ridiculous with Freddie Freeman in that lineup. Jesus, um, damn. <laughs> I don't know. I know you guys the baseball like that, but Bleacher Report showed their lineup from Mookie Betts all the way down. I'm just like, God, I would hate to be a pitcher. You have to face that team. <laughs> they call that lineup to be one of the all-time greats. It's got to be up there with the, those stack Yankees teams from the 20s. It got to be. You know, they, from top to bottom, from one to nine, that 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 lineup is loaded. And I'm all over the place with the topics today, so <laughs> I do apologize. So I need to c- circle back and kind of, you know, get focused back onto the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> but so, um, let's, let's, so let's get you back in the NFL. So. <laughs> That being said, I'm curious to know about what are your thoughts on the fact that you still had Jimmy G. Oh, well, you know what? From what I'm from what I'm hearing is that he just had recent shoulder surgery, so he's recovering from shoulder surgery, mm-hmm. and they they they've had some talks with some teams, and they're just willing to kind of just wait it out till you know, probably after the draft or before OTAs before he might get traded, but. It wouldn't shock me because, I mean, there's still teams out there like Seattle that can use a QB. Um, uh, who else? Houston going to need a QB. Cleveland, my mess around, still need a QB. Indy. Um, who else could use one? Truth be told, the Giants could still use one. He, you know, Tyrod Taylor is not – it's Tyrod Taylor. I mean – he that's definitely a bridge gap type of QB. He's not any type of long term type of uh replacement. Whoa, 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 whoa. I, I get that, but I need to ask smooth that, that question. Who would you prefer, Tyrod or Daniel Jones at the quarterback position right now? I don't know. All I know is not gonna be Jimmy G. So <laughs> um we'll, we'll take Tyrod off your hands. <laughs> Wait, hold up. Hold on. You'll take Tyrod off of the Giants' hands for Jimmy G. And some other stuff, yes. But, uh... <laughs> they, want, they want some picks to recoup from what they gave up to get Trey Lance. Exactly. So... <laughs> All right, fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, I don't. 
I might actually go with Tyrod Taylor, to be perfectly honest. He's not a bad QB. Um, I had to look into this a little bit because I was a little befuddled about why they did that. Um, but he, he he did play in Buffalo. He knows, you know, our, our new coach and the, uh, our new GM. He has some he has familiarity with that system. He's not a bad QB, to be perfectly honest. You know, no. he's just not. He, if they were looking for a backup, and he's getting paid a lot to be a damn backup. He's better than what we had <laughs> last year. Mike Glenn and Jake Fromm was an absolute disaster. And Daniel Jones, you know, I don't he got that he got the injury in his neck. I mean, I mean, as you know um, well and now those injuries around the necks, they don't tend they, they don't tend to go away. <laughs> um, they can either get a little bit better or they can get very worse. So I would just say, the Giants do need a quarterback, and but I don't think there's no one in this draft that they're going to reach for. If it was last year, <laughs> I'll probably say they'll probably take Matt Jones. Mm-hmm. Um, with if the if you know with the same if there was in the same you know pick pick lot, but um, I don't think that this year's draft is not heavy laden with QBs or potential QBs as it was last year. So I think they're hedging their bets on saying that we have Daniel Jones. Is Daniel Jones better than what we got coming out potential wise on the road? And they're probably saying, well, let's just you know, roll the dice with Daniel Jones. You don't extend his contract. You have, you know, Tyrod Taylor push come to shove. You put Tyrod in there. Like you said, he's a bridge gap. I mean, they'll go in next year and look for someone, but Oh, trust me, if it was someone out there that really tickled their fancy, yeah, <laughs> they would be awful. But the fact that they brought in Tyrod Taylor, you know, as a matter of fact, the fact that they were trying to bring in, you know, sniffing around Mitchell Trubinsky. Right. And him going to the Steelers. Yeah. yeah. Shocking to me. Signal the fact that they weren't going to move off of him or pick somebody out the draft if you're willing to bring on those two high, high priced backups and i get why mentor jabinski went to the steelers because the job was daniel jones in new york but that's actually a good pick for for the steelers if i'm Dwayne haskins i'll say go back to ohio state hope you get your degree because i think your career as a quarterback in the nfl is not gonna or go to the mother league you can go to the 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 xfl that the rock is starting up next year I mean, nah, but hold up. I, 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 that's funny. No, but <laughs> there's definitely some teams out there that can use the services of him. Um, I, I mean, like, two people, like he, he would be in competition with in the New York Jets um, quarterback um, position at this stage. So mm. there is some, I mean, there is, huh? Who 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 would who would go to the Jets? No no no, I'm saying he, um, ah, who was that quarterback we just talked about? Trubisky? No, Dwayne Haskins. Dwayne Haskins. Yeah, what I'm saying is about Haskins is that he there's other teams out there that could use his services as a backup that he would fill that role nicely. And truth be told, I said as far as the Jets is concerned, if he goes there, I'm pretty sure that he would be in competition for at least the starter or a backup at that stage. So I think there's opportunity still in the NFL for Dwayne Haskins. <laughs> you know, the Jets signed, what's his name? Uh, the Ravens old QB. Uh, 
Flacco. Oh, yeah, they did that last year. Yeah. No, no, he, he wasn't with him last year, but they resigned no, him. No, Joe Flacco was with him last year. Yes, he was. Yes, he was. He was? Yes, he was. He was. Yes, he was. He was. Because that was that it was the whole competition between him and Mike White. And um no. Mike White was coming like out of that shell, that one game no. that Mike White had that just broke the internet. And um I think Joe Flacco was in that mix um once Mike White just started flaming out. Um so I think that now like I said, I, I, I think that there's other opportunities. Um to be honest. Joe Flacco would probably be definitely in that competition as well. But I think that um, Dwayne Haskins could definitely find a job someplace else if Pittsburgh don't give him that opportunity. Well, he definitely... I mean, to be honest, he's going up against um, Mitch Trubinsky. So, and um, I forgot the other cat. Um, so, I think there's a good... Oh, Mason Rudolph. Mason Rudolph. Yeah. Mason Rudolph sucks. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like, I think Dwayne Haskins has a good shot to at least try to, I mean, to be a starter. Um, the competition is definitely going to be there. So, see how he, how well he performs. He might over, he might shine to the point where they make him a starting quarterback. Starting quarterback, so. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think we might have seen, once Baker and Deshaun is pretty much where they're settled, I think the QB carousel is going to kind of calm down. True. Until after, um, until probably fall camp starts. And then you might see some QBs on a move. So if I don't see Flacco move right now, I still I still believe, not Flacco, I'm sorry, uh, Jimmy G. I still believe Jimmy G will not be a, with the 49ers by the time the season starts. But I think a lot of teams are going to sit there and say, for example, Seattle. Seattle has Drew Locke and Geno. Granted, that's not the best two quarterbacks you could possibly have. <laughs> but they're still two young quarterbacks. They didn't want to sit there and see if they could do something with those two quarterbacks. And then if not, they'll go out there and get a vet to come in and then lead the squad. So, you know, because James, James is still out there. Um, sure. You got Jimmy G. You got a few other QBs that are – that are, you know, Baker will be lingering at some point once uh, Deshaun makes his decision. And I just read on Bleacher Report that Carolina is out of the running for uh, for Deshaun. So now it's pretty much between the Saints and the, uh, and the Falcons. And then that goes back to what you said, Earl, as far as uh, Matt Ryan. What are you going to do with Matt Ryan if you get a Deshaun? I mean, more than like you got to keep Matt Ryan – because Deshaun is probably going to get suspended probably for six games based like how they did with uh, with Ben and how they did with uh, running back from Dallas. What the hell is his name? Zeke. Yeah. So I think they're going to probably stay consistent with the six games. And then that still leaves time for Matt Ryan to be traded before the trade deadline once Deshaun gets back. Right. And you know what? I'll – and, and that sounds more plausible because um, if they're, I did see that they decided to push back Matt Ryan's um, ro- roster bonus um, a couple of days um, to kind of figure what what that happens. But you're right; if they decide to bring in Deshaun Watson, what are they going to have to give up to give? And if he's out for six games, there's no 
I don't think there's a, a direct major need to get rid of Matt Ryan in because if he's gone, he would have Deshaun Watson for six games. You don't have a QB for six games. Exactly. So unless something just popped up, because I see Ace's face. Uh, St. Peter's is up three with 41 seconds left. Oh. Oh. Ooh. <laughs> I thought you were about, about to tell me something about Deshaun Watson. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, no. I was going to say, too. I was like, whoa, wow, whoa, whoa, whoa. But I missed. Uh, but uh, not now, no Deshaun Watson updates, but uh, yeah, I'm just I'm but curious to see if Kentucky. I, I like to see Kentucky get bounced out in the first in the first round, <laughs> you know, because this whole Oscar Oscar Sheebway craze with him being a national player of the year and he played like some pure dog shit when he was with West Virginia, you know, I, I digress, I digress, <laughs> he digresses. <laughs> Anywho, this is not about that school that I love so much. We're talking about the NFL. Exactly. <laughs> oh, tough loss for RU last night, man. Tough loss. But anyway. I didn't watch it. I, I woke up. I, I, I didn't realize they was playing. I thought it was playing tonight, but I didn't realize they were one of the first four in. So I thought they had a Thursday or Friday night game until mm-hmm. I woke up and saw that they took a double a double OT nickel to uh, Notre Dame. It was, they said that was probably the best game so far. So, uh, in wrap up, <laughs> do you foresee? And I, I, I can, I honestly have to sit there. This is probably one of the more craziest free agent tampering type of situation that I've seen in the past couple of years. As far as the, I'm going to sign here, but then end up going somewhere else, like. Uh, the cat from Dallas. Gregory. <laughs> right. And then now there's Zudon. <laughs> and now Zudon, Zudon with uh with Green Bay supposedly going back to Baltimore. And he turned around and said he's not signing that contract. So now he's a free agent again. It's like it's I never seen so many anytime when you saw big money going thrown to somebody, they pretty much signed a contract. I never seen people kind of be like, yeah, and then like next day, like, nah, you know. <laughs> It's kind of crazy to me. So this is probably one of the craziest types of uh, situations for tampering I've seen in a long time. But I'm just curious, do you guys think that there might be some one lot, one late type of holy crap type of situation that you might see coming out of left field? Yeah, the Devontae trade to the Raiders is one of those. <laughs> but I think that, let's be honest, there might be another one down the road. Um would I be surprised if it involves Baker Mayfield at this stage? Um, but it definitely will involve a, a QB. I, 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 I really don't see anything else in regards to wide receivers. Not to say that there won't be, but I think that the biggest shocker would come from a, a quarterback position. Ooh, what do you guys think about Julio Jones being cut from Tennessee? Not surprised. I mean, he... He really didn't – he was hurt a lot with the Tennessee Titans, didn't do much. So uh, it's not shocking. What was more shocking is you got Tom Brady sliding into a, sliding into a Julio Jones DMs talking about, you know, <laughs> come, 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 come down to Tampa and play with me. <laughs> because Tampa just lost O.J. Howard to, uh, to Buffalo, and I thought they lost another one of their receivers. Well, Chris Godwin is out with the knee injury. 
But I thought they lost somebody else. Um, they're not bringing back Leonard Fournette. Yeah. Uh, but there was a wide receiver I thought they lost. And it's, and uh, oh, I guess I was hearing that Gronk that Buffalo was trying to reach out to Gronk to come to come to uh, to Buffalo, but I guess they got OJ Howard instead, which I think is a is a good pickup for them. Yeah. Without question. Yeah, I think that's much, much, much better. Gronk's mm-hmm. better days are gone, and if he'll play, I will. I, he'll probably stick with with um with Tampa Tom. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, it's I, I'm kind of excited to watch the NFL uh, this upcoming season with just all the new players and going to new squads and everything like that. Plus, I don't think Tampa Bay is going to do anything because I think they lost a couple of their linemen. You know they they were they were unable to keep their core twenty two right, and them, them losing Antonio Brown. So the Julio Jones would would pick up the slack for the Antonio Brown, but he, the, he Julio Jones doesn't have the speed of an Antonio Brown, at least not at this point in his career. But I guess they kind of just need him to be no headache. <laughs> it's good enough to go out there and just catch a few balls because, you know, there's going to be games where you might not catch a pass. Yeah. yeah. With all the talent that's out there. And what's funny to me is about all the, you know, all the QBs moving. I mean, I can't remember, correct me if I'm wrong, in the last couple of years where you saw these many starting QBs just, you know, up and on. I mean, it really shows the how 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 bad the teams are evaluating uh the quarterbacks that are in this upcoming draft the quarterbacks that are in this coming draft yeah there might be some gems out there but you don't have it, it's not like last year where people were trying to trade up to 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 move heaven and earth to get some of those quarterbacks last year this right. year you know is is not the um uh, it's not as plentiful <laughs> Believe it or not, with the Steelers going out and getting Trubisky, I'm not going to say that there wouldn't be a squad that won't get a, a QB in the first round. Um, I could see Seattle probably trying to get a first-round QB, but yeah, um, I think they might try to trade down for it. Like, uh, I, I'm not. I don't think Seattle made the playoffs this year. They, they, no. no, they missed it. So they'll have a top 20 pick. Um, so it's just a matter. And, and that's where I'm thinking about where the Jimmy G's and the James Winston's and the all those they're above average type quarterbacks won't get traded or picked up right now because they want to see how the draft is going to fall, where these QBs that they're going to pick up and then kind of go from there. That's that's just the way I'm trying to see it. But I, I guess as far as top QBs, I think there's only like two. Uh, the kid from North Carolina. Um, you got the kid from Pitt that was – uh, and and the kid maybe um, – Willis. Willis. Willis, yeah. Malik Willis. Those, Malik Willis, those are the, the two oh, quarterbacks that right. all the mock drafts have said are probably – more than likely. Well, that, yeah, Matt Carroll, yeah. from Pitt, and Malik Willis are, mm-hmm. it might go three or two, depending on. 
I still think the Giants should go after Malik Willis, without a doubt. Are you doing that just so you can piss off Nashad? <laughs> <laughs> Man, look, you, you could maybe, but still. <laughs> <laughs> but you can't deny the kid's athletic, athletic ability, strong arm, upside. You know, everybody, even my, myself included, when the Giants picked David Jones or Daniel Jones, whatever, with that pick so high in the first round, and I was like, okay, dude went to Duke, and I understand that he went, he was coached by Cutcliffe, which is kind of an extension of the Mannings, and everybody thought he'd be the, like the next Manning or the next Manning-esque type of QB, but the Giants missed so badly with that. <laughs> I mean, you can't miss any worse with Malik Willis, but at least he'll give you some wheels. Though Daniel Jones has speed, but he don't know how to hang on, you know, hang, uh, hang on to the ball. <laughs> well, I put it like this. If Malik Willis is third round, maybe. He ain't gonna but, they ain't using, but they ain't using those two first-round picks on him. They got way more holes bigger to fill than that court than quarterback right now. Right now, the offensive line is trash, even though they are. They did sign some free agents, but I'm not going to say they wouldn't draft a QB. I'm just saying those first two to three picks is probably not going to be a QB. Gotcha. gotcha. And right now, it looks from the mock drafts that's showing, it looks like Carolina would take um, Malik Willis at the number six. That makes sense because they pulled out of the Deshaun Watson. Uh sweepstakes and I forget who they have or oh, they got cam and they got uh and you know what that might be hard because they could put Malik Willis under cam cam is a good mentor I don't think cam would do anything to mess up Malik Willis because I think he was a great mentor for Matt Jones believe it or not yeah um, but the question is what they do with Sam Darnold he's a bum He's a bum, but because he's a USC quarterback, he'll stick around. <laughs> you know, but the man came out and said he saw ghosts multiple times while playing the game, game of football. <laughs> we start talking about that. That's when you know it's like, yeah, all right. <laughs> and for whatever reason, quarterbacks like himself tend to stick around 10 to 15 years. Like Orlovsky, up at uh, you know now he's the he's the QB man for ESPN. <laughs> Get some my last good nurse some 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 mornings. He was not that great, but he did 15 years in NFL. <laughs> surprise, surprise. <laughs> so I I can see I can see an old boy, uh, Sam Donald sticking around the NFL just like that. I mean, you know I'm not even trying to sit there as white versus black because. Gino over there holding the clipboard, and he's he's already in year nine. You just got to be good enough to secure a spot. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's not a it's not a, a black QB versus a white QB. It's just you got to be nice enough. Like for, you said, Mike Glennon, dude. I didn't even know he was still in the league, and y'all had him on your squad. <laughs> just goes to show. Yeah, we had him. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, but then you gotta, 
Well, I mean, he blackballed himself, but then you got a Kaepernick who's young and still still got a little bit of something left in him. And let's yeah. talk about that. Let me talk about that real quick before we switch. <laughs> what the hell was a Pete Carroll doing? Yeah, I, 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 was, I was gonna say the same thing. Tell me, oh, I, I I missed that. What 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 was going on with that? Well, Pete Carroll was having a, a press conference, you know, talking about you know the state of the Seahawks around the same time that. Um, Russell Wilson was having this, you know, press conference with the Broncos, and no one asked him about it. But he just went into the discussion about, I was going to say, Colin Kaepernick and how, you know, I think either he called him or he or or Kaepernick called him one another called, and he was trying to say that he deserves a shot and you know deserves a shot in his league, and you know he's looking good. Why'd you bring that up? If you're not willing to, if you're not willing to say, hey, Cap. Come training. We're going to bring you on. We're going to give you a contract. Come to training camp. We're going to give you a legit option. I mean, or a legit chance to play or try out, or even just say we're going to put you as a backup for right now, but with the option since you don't have the quarterbacks to compete for the starting job. It was I'm mentioned. Be- oh, it was mentioned because of um, who the Drew uh, Drew Locke. Um, he was practicing with um, Colin. Um, they was actually practicing together. Um, oh. And that's how it got mentioned. Um, I mean, I, I, not mentioned, but that's how that conversation was. But I agree with you. He didn't have to bring that up. Like, if, if anything, he should have just been like, like you said, like, all right, let's see what you got. Let's hold something so that you, we can come and take a look at you. But there was no mention of that. Um, but that's, I mean, I think that him and Drew Locke was like working out and that's how that, that conversation began. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know, personally, I would love to see Colin back in the league, but I think if Colin's going to get back into the league, Colin got to take his opportunities and go to the XSFL or to the USFL, show that he could show some flashes or something in organized football activities and if they could see that he can do a little bit of something against some lesser competition, I guarantee that if for whatever reason one of those leagues go belly up midseason like the last couple of them have, he stands a pretty good shot to get an invite to to the fall to a fall camp with some team because he should, would have shown enough on tape to say, okay, he still has something to offer. But, you know, him just doing these little workouts with no pads, just doing bootlegs and just showing how long, how, you know, how strong your arm is. Of course, you're going to have a strong arm. You ain't been hit. You haven't done nothing in the past couple of years. You know what I'm saying? Like, I guarantee right now, um, uh, not, not uh, Eli could probably throw the ball 60, 60 yards right now still, and he's retired. He hasn't been hitting like, man. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be surprised if he could. <laughs> I guarantee he probably could. I mean, if he's just standing there with a ball in his hands and just throws it, why couldn't he? That's I'm just saying that there's no difference with Colin doing what he's doing versus a 16-year retired vet from Eli coming out there doing the same thing. He needs to suck up his pride, put his ego to the side. If he wants to play ball, do one of those leagues, Show that you still got a little something, and I guarantee Atlanta, New Orleans, 
Miami, Houston, one of those teams that, that are going to be kind of shitty this year would take a flyer on you. Why not? Put you in a preseason game and see what happens. I, I do agree that you have to take your opportunities where if if you're really serious about coming back into the league, you have to do whatever is necessary. And if the workouts is definitely not working, you got to try something else. Um, and maybe going, like you said, Ace, maybe going to another association um, just to see what you can do would be enough. Because right now, even though you're doing workouts, it's not forcing the coaches to take a look at your workouts. So you have to do something where if the XFL is giving putting um, TV coverage, at least you get that TV coverage, maybe with the XFL, but it may be the coverage that coaches will look at and say, okay, let me see what he's doing while I'm watching the XFL. And some people may take fires off of that. So I agree with you on that standpoint. Um, if you're going, to, if you're that sincere about trying to get back in, um, you really need to take other avenues because I really believe that at this particular point, they're not forcing. To, I mean, I don't even think they're taking a fire at any of the workout videos that you do now. So try to do something else. I mean, in that regard. So um, that's the only thing I can suggest at this stage. I'm a I'm I'm a def, I'm a disagree slightly um, about the chances. I would say if you get a chance in XFL, just take it and just be done with it and just run with it. Um, because if the NFL really not blackballing you, and if they really want to give you a chance, then he would have got a chance a couple, you know, within the last couple of years. It doesn't take for you to go to the XFL and got to prove something. Just bring him in camp. And then, and then let's see, don't have no restrictions, don't have no worrying about the kneeling, don't have anything. Just take a team, or Seahawks or anybody, um, could have been Steelers, be like, you know what, I'm going to bring you in camp, like you said, and give you a shot. Let's see what you got. And if you can, and if you're good enough to make you make the squad, then you're on. If not, then so be it. But I, I don't, it, it I, will, I don't think he really needs to go to XFL and then just to prove that he can play. Either you can play or you can't. And the best way for NFL knows he can't play is to bring him in. If he goes to the XFL, stick with the XFL. If he goes to the other league, stick with the league. But just just put the whole thing to bed. Just say either you're going to give him a shot or you're not. And, I agree and, with that. Be, and, and be done with it. No, I agree with that. Because if he decides to go to one of the other leagues, he would be the face of that league. Yeah, he won't get no real money, but he'll get the, he'll be the face of the league. Exactly. And I, think that's what he, I think that's what he's really trying to secure. He's trying to he's trying to be like the Adrian Peterson. <laughs> Try to get one secure one more good payday. <laughs> right, right. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know. I I love Colin, but you know, I hope it works out for you. I hope he I hope you get an opportunity. If not. Take whatever opportunity is given to you and just run with it. Or just be like Johnny Manziel. Johnny's just like, screw it, man. I'm done. You know, he he took he did his chances with the with the XSFL or whatever it was. He did it for a couple of games. He, he couldn't cut it and just said, you know what, I'm I'm sick of I'm sick of chasing this dream. And I'm just gonna go and live my life now and fall out, you know, fall off obscurity and just be Johnny Manziel. So yeah. I mean if you can give um if you can give um okay oh the kids names um slips me when um 
for Jacksonville. That was a t- uh, Tim Tebow. If you can give Tim Tebow a chance, and he wasn't even in the league for what eight eight seasons or more than that, probably. If he can get the opportunity to come in, and even though they did switch him to tight end, but if you can give him that opportunity, and he ain't played in eight nine seasons, he wasn't even a good quarterback to begin with. Nowhere near as good as Colin Kaepernick. Then somebody should be able to give Colin Kaepernick the same opportunity that Urban Meyer gave Tim Tebow. But you also have to understand they had that opportunity because they had that connection. Colin Kaepernick doesn't have no connections, none whatsoever in the NFL to give the opportunities, to get any opportunities, as a matter of fact, which leads you back to this whole dynamic about the peoples and having favoritism and the good old boys and all those things, because that ideal of, you know, someone as good of a player should have that same opportunity is not presented to them, but yet someone that is below that particular average quarterback can get that opportunity no matter what they do. It's just that same narrative over and over again. Well, I would say I wouldn't say Colin doesn't have no connections. He has one. He has one. Harbaugh. And it's obvious that John Harbaugh and his brother in Baltimore do communicate because they switch coaches all the time. Coaches from Michigan go to Baltimore, Baltimore and Michigan. It's just a matter of if Michigan if Harbaugh from Michigan want to sit there and say Harbaugh to his brother in Baltimore, say, hey, look, I think Colin could still have a chance. Give him a shot. I think he would listen to his brother like, all right, I'll, I'll take a flyer on him, but there's no guarantee he's going to make the team. And I think that's his only one connection that he has. And I think if John Harbaugh were to have left Michigan and went to Minnesota, I'm not saying he would have brought Colin in, but I think he might have taken the taken the fly out of it because Colin was his, was at his best when he was under Harbaugh in San Francisco. So I'm not saying it's not possible, but I think that would have been the only connection that he has, unless that bridge is burnt. Uh, I I don't know if the bridge is burnt per se. I think I think Harbaugh. Jettisoned himself to the to the college ranks because he had beef with ownership for San Francisco. I think that's what kind of doomed Colin in because then Colin didn't have the coach that was sitting there putting him in the best position to, to win games because the, the offensive philosophy changed. But and in doing that, now he blackballed himself from like I, I would be very interested to see if an, uh, another owner would take a flyer on Harbaugh. You know, they take flies and all these other crap. No, no, but, but what I'm saying is because of what happened, the situation that happened in San Francisco, I'm curious to see that any other owners would do would take that fly. True. Somebody will eventually. I mean, he got San Francisco, you know, win or lose. He got him to the Super Bowl. And mm-hmm. um, he doesn't have a bad track record for winning for um for winning in the NFL. I mean, he doesn't wear out his welcome, but there's always gonna be some some takers and you know, if I thought I thought the Chicago Bears was going to take him, but apparently, I guess they had a miscommunication. So, <laughs> but oh, it's funny. Harbaugh or uh, or Colin? Harbaugh. Harbaugh. Um, but um, yeah. As far as Colin Kaepernick, yeah, coach has to be a coach that wants to, and the owner that's going to sign off on it. 
And right now, those same owners haven't changed <laughs> that were there when they decided they didn't want them. So somebody's got to be willing to step up and take a chance. Uh, I, you know what? I, I, I hate to say this crap. I truly, truly hate to say this. But I wonder, are the owners scared because they're afraid of a past president that still has a mic and a platform to sit there and talk crap? That is a whole nother conversation for a whole nother day. Definitely is. Uh, anywho, <laughs> can we say the Lakers are the laughing stock of the NBA? Um, can, can, can we say when you got squads running down the court doing this, say they stink, they stink, they done, they and get their ass kicked, even though when they sit at a halftime, LeBron is slamming balls on the court now, and I think they're packing it in. I think they're, I think they're just going through the motions now these last 14, 15 games, right? I doubt they'll win a game between now and then. I don't even think they make the play. Patrick Beverly is uh, – there's no filter. I And I, I I say this with the utmost respect because him and Russ going back and forth is made TV without question, especially in the games. Um, and he called the boy trash? He called the team trash. No, he called, no, he called Russ. Oh, you call Russ Rams? Specifically. Oh, because because he, he did the air ball. That was the air ball. Oh, okay. With him and Cat, with Cat did what he did. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it, it was all Russ. Okay. It was appointing to the Lakers. Um, but even so, they, they, we everybody said it from the jump that the dynamic was not the best. But all of this right now is just proving the fact that, it, to be honest, what it in detail shows me is that. Even with AD would have been there, it wouldn't have been a change. It would be slightly better. Um, but the dynamic of it is just now confirms the fact that LeBron needs a certain amount of role players, a specific amount of role players, in order for him to get to his winning ways. Um, they don't have shooters. They don't have the defense that they had, they're lacking. I'm pretty sure that they're missing a lot of people that on a defensive standpoint that they wish they could have re-signed. No, for a fact that LeBron misses Alex Caruso. And when he misses Alex Caruso, then you know for a fact that that is, that is crazy. Um, I think overall, I think the Lakers, I'm not going to say that they're the laughing stock. I just think that overall, they just really need to retool and get into the right direction. Bottom line. Good for you, Rob. <laughs> well, um, yeah, it uh, it, it stinks. Tell, 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 tell them how you feel there, sir. Good shit, dog. Keep it going. You're only showing your ignorance. <laughs> well, it's it's not a. Um, yeah, it's, 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 it's bad over there with the, with the Lake show. And, uh, I, <laughs> what can you say? I mean, if they're roasting them while he's on the court, 
I mean, it is what it is. I mean, and all these people talking about firing Frank Vogel, what is that going to do? Yeah. Not a thing. Yeah. And what's crazy about it is, is that GM is all, I mean, the GM, Frank Vogel, it's not going to change anything, especially in season. So it doesn't really matter at this point. I think the Lakers overall is going to be in a position where they need to rebuild. And they may just take this L and not even make it into the play-in tournament. But it doesn't hamper the fact that the players there, especially LeBron, AD, they have a lot of stuff that they need to work out. And to be honest, AD really needs to stay healthy. And until that happens on a regular, you know, where he is completely healthy for a season, it's not going to get any better. <clears throat> can they even can they even attempt to try to train him to get some sort of capital? Or no team is going to sit there and say he's worth anything at this particular. I mean, he has he has unlimited potential, obviously, if he's healthy. Yeah. But well, can, um, say, can they just do a reset? LeBron is done after next year. He's not coming back. <laughs> he's going to iron on his contract. Everybody else is going to be more tricky. I mean, they gave up a lot to to get AD. So you're going to want to get back some of what you lost. Russell Westbrook, whew, that contract is going to make it real difficult. Plus, he's not playing good. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. It's, yeah, laughing stock is harsh, but it might be appropriate. Yeah, but like I said, it, I, I think that overall they really regret some of the moves that they made off season. I think that's really mm-hmm. what it boils down to. Um, I think that they didn't factor in what they really was missing or what they had last season. And to be honest, same thing with the Knicks um, in that sense because some of the things, the people that they – that left, I guess you could say, would have been more beneficial if they were stayed, and you would have seen the overall difference. I think now they see the decline with the players that they wish they they would have kept, and I think overall they learn in their lesson. Now, whether or not the GM and Frank Vogel um, gets the blame for this and they fire them, we will see. Um, but I don't think I could put it on Frank Vogel because he didn't put this team together. I think it would be more so. <clears throat> The GM, if anything, bottom line. To be honest, GM needs to be taking the blame for a lot of mistakes that they made. Um, Yes. More so than Frank Vogel, more so than Russell Westbrook. I think Frank, I mean, Palenka, I also believe um, Leon Rose for the Knicks. They need to be held accountable for the the moves that they made this offseason because that is the reason why their teams is respectfully where they are right now. Huh. I don't know. I think Jeannie Bus. Lows... Hmm? Oh, she can't be happy about it at all. No. So do you think you think she'll clean house? You think she's gonna just start from general manager, manager? Obviously, you got LeBron and AD for next year because that's your squad. I mean, LeBron is locked in for his last year's contract. You done locked AD up for so many years. Do you keep some of that young nucleus that you have, shed some salary, and kind of just go in a different direction and just concede that 
you might sneak in at the ninth or tenth seed next season. Hmm. Well, you, I mean, you have LeBron, you have LeBron James, so I don't think you want to rebuild. If you're going to rebuild, then you got to try to get rid of everybody and start yeah. fresh, including LeBron. If, yeah. Um, but if you got LeBron, you got him for what, at least another year, I think, mm-hmm. or two. You try to adjust the roster as best as you can, try to tweak it, try to bring in a little bit more players that's a much more of a more better fit, a little bit more younger blood. Um, so I don't think they're going to wholesale clean house. Now, they might get rid of Frank Vogel is probably going at the end of the season. Um, I'd be shocked if he's back. Um, Rob Palenka, he might be on the hot seat, but, you know, let's let's call it what it is. Rob Palenka, LeBron James, Rich Paul, all of them was in cahoots with with this roster. Um, And Jeannie Buss signed off on all that stuff. So, I mean, all of them got a lot of, you know, a lot of stake in this. So they got to try to clean it up over the offseason and try to get go for one more run while they got LeBron James. I would, too. I I would. I mean, as long as you have LeBron, you need but who would you pay? Like, who can you possibly bring in? Like, Melo's gone. Russ is gone. Um, that experiment failed. I mean, to be honest, I can honestly really see them going in the offseason and push for Dane. Uh, I think that that's, that's the next move that I think that is going to happen. I can honestly see Dame in L.A. But what, what assets do they have to give oh, up? You could definitely give it. I mean, if if, and this is only if, Dame pushes his way out of Portland, you could easily make a trade with, um, some of the assets that they had. Unfortunately, they got rid of when they cut um DeAndre Jordan. That kind of, um, they still got caps dead cap space to deal with with his contract mm-hmm. because you could have did a DeAndre Jordan, um, Russell Westbrook type of deal with Dame, and. That would have definitely would have made it happen. I, I would Genie Bus would have made it happen to some extent with some. I don't. They don't have no draft, no picks or anything like that at the moment. But they she could have gave up a a ton of people um, that the Lakers have for Dane, and they could just retool with free agents. So it can happen. I think if if they push for if they push for Dane, they're gonna have to give up AD, in my opinion. Nah. I don't see the Lakers won't do that. They, I mean, because Russ's contract alone is solid should be solidified enough with for um Dane. Maybe I'm, he's just, talking, there I'm just talking about from a talent, the talent standpoint. But the Lakers are not going to give up AD. The Lakers is they seen what AD can do when healthy, so I think they're going to keep him. To be honest, I can see them building a future, even though he is injury prone. I can see them still building a future once LeBron is gone while keeping AD. So I'm not going to say that it, it, I, I, I could see the Lakers doing a fire sell beginning with Russ, if anything, just to bring in Dame. I'll be nice to see Dame, 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 Dame and uh, the Lakers. I mean, it's already a fire sale in Portland as it is now. I mean, exactly. I mean, he hasn't, he hasn't been vocal about getting out. He actually wants to stay in Portland, but I mean, they're in a rebuild mode. You're in a position in your career where you want to be in position to, to play for a championship. Right. I mean, it's not going to be in Portland. (laughs) 
not not no time soon. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it's just it's it's all business. And right now, Dame is gonna be in a position where he wants to win. Bottom line. So ooh, ooh. I'm sorry, go ahead. Um yeah, so how does how do you feel? I know it's just a game. It was just one game. But how do you feel about Dinwiddie dropping that three? Uh, all right let's 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 get this out all right i'm gonna say this real quick about that game Mm. to be honest i don't even have no quarrels with dimwitty doing it because i knew that dimwitty is that dude that can do it he's done it before in brooklyn so i'm to be honest once I knew he passed, once I knew Luca passed the ball to suspense, I knew that when he shot it, I was like, oh, that's it. That's, I, I'm not even mad, to be honest with you. Because if anybody that I, you know, that should have won that game would have been Spence. Because I'm kind of mad at the fact that, it, you know, it got to this point where he had to go to Washington anyway. So, mm-hmm. bottom line is this. I'm, I'm completely fine with it. You know, it's not Brooklyn's four-game winning streak, of course, but at the end of the day, I'd rather be a former Brooklyn Net to do it than anything else. So I have no issues with that game whatsoever. Like I'm, I said it, I, I said it on social media. I said it on Twitter. Like kudos to Spence. If anybody was to do it, I would not be mad if Spence did it, and sure enough, he did. So I'm not mad at that. However, I am kind of ticked off in regards to this whole mandate with Eric Adams. So I got to get this off my chest. Real quick. And I I, I wasn't going to say anything about it, but this whole mandate thing with Eric Adams to me is the most dumbest thing that I could easily say. And I'm not a fan. I mean, I don't care about the fact that Kyrie's vaccinated, unvaccinated, whatever the case may be. However he wants to do it, that's on him. That's fine. I'm not even beat about that. The problem I have, is that the Joker can come into Barclays Center and be a spectator, but yet can't play in the actual building that he is watching games from. That is ludicrous and pretty flat out dumb. Let's get something straight. And the whole thing about Eric Adams saying that, well, the best way to solve it is by Kyrie getting vaccinated. That may be true, but the best thing that you can do also is be clear and focused on the actual mandate of what you want to do. If you say that unvaccinated people can come into the Barclays Center, why can't Kyrie play? It's either one, it's either you're in or you out. You can't have gray areas. And then to make it even worse, and now you have an, an which brings up this MLB thing, because Yankees mm-hmm. defense are in a position where they may just omit unvaccinated players that's a part of the Yankees and Mets and allow them to play because they're outdoors. This is the whole part of confusion that gets people upset with Eric Adams because there's no clear definition. Now, whether you say that the unvaccinated can participate or whatever the case may be, that's one thing because you're setting the rules. But when you do this wishy-washy thing and it does not make sense. And at first I was just like, all right, it's a private sector. I get it. You know, they're trying to do whatever, whatever with the New York mandate. But overall, the thing about it is, is this like 
it's to the point where you have to be totally in or totally out. And it almost seems as though that you have a vendetta against unvaccinated players. No, quite frankly, unvaccinated player, unvaccinated players that play for the Brooklyn Nets. Unvaccinated players can come into Barclays Center and not be a part of the Brooklyn Nets and still play. But Kyrie is not able to do it. Like, that's what's, like, confusing. And try, quite frankly, and I say this to Eric Adams, if that is the case, don't talk about just saying one thing and then doing another. Don't blame Kyrie for not being to get vaccinated when you're not clear on the mandate. Like, you're, what's the word I'm looking for? You're, it's not confusing. You're contradicting yourself. That's the word. You're contradicting yourself. And truth be told, when you contradict yourself, it doesn't show your leadership. It shows the fact that you don't know what you're doing. You can easily say something as, this is what I'm going to do going forward, whether you're vaccinated or unvaccinated. You can't pick and choose who can do things and who cannot in the private sector. It doesn't work that way. So I say this with the utmost respect, get it together. Exactly say what you're going to do and follow it. If unvaccinated players can't play in a Barclays Center, that should go for everyone. You can't pick and choose who you want to allow and not allow to do the things that they're supposed to do. Don't blame Kyrie for your contradictions. Do what is necessary to make things right and stay focused. If you want to be the point where you don't want unvaccinated people to participate or enter into the building, all unvaccinated players cannot or people cannot enter the building. Bottom line, you can't have it where unvaccinated player people can come into the building and yet unvaccinated players can't play. That's the dumbest thing I ever heard. And that shows that you don't know exactly what you're doing in regards to this mandate. So I'm going to say this very, 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 very gently. Get it together. Because if that is the case, and if unvaccinated players come into the building, Toronto has it even better than what New York is doing. Because Toronto is telling you straight out, unvaccinated players don't play no matter where you are. Right. You don't have an option. It's so, I don't want to say asinine, but it is. Quite frankly, because there's no de definitive resolution here or a definitive rule, and it needs to be a definitive rule. And I wish that they get it together and make it a rule, whether you're in or you're out. I don't care at this particular point, but it needs to be addressed. And the NBA and the players, they're going to continue to tell you that it needs to be addressed. And you can always blame Kyrie for but he doesn't. This is not on Kyrie. This is on you as well. And I, I, that's all I have to say. Eric Adams, you have the choice to make it right, one way or another, bottom line. So don't tell Kyrie to get vaccinated. Do your job. That's all I, I think. Eric, he, he has to – what he has to do is he has to put it in the hands of the, in the employer. Stop making it a mandate for all, all city employees – have to be vaccinated in order to go to work. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I think it should be case by case. Let even here in Maryland, you know, what I'm saying the state ain't saying that unvaccinated state employees aren't working. Like, oh, you can come to work, but you just subjected to hella tests every day <laughs> when you come in. 
you know, and you just got to go through all the other crap when you see people who are vaccinated can just walk in and go straight to their desk. Mm-hmm. So it's either like you're going to get sick and tired of being tested all the time to the point where like, you know what, I just want to come in and go to work. Fine, whatever. I'll just take the damn test and just get it over. I'm sick and tired of being tested all the time. I think that's the, I think that's the way he has to kind of go about it. You have to put it in the hands of the employer, and let folks, let folks like kind of live and be. You know, just know that if you're if you choose not to, then you have to wear a mask. Then if Kyrie does, uh, if Kyrie decides that he doesn't want to get mad, uh, get uh, get uh, vaccinated. And in and as an employee of the Brooklyn the Brooklyn Nets, the Brooklyn Nets would say all unvaccinated employees must wear a mask. Then Kyrie will have to wear some sort of specialized mask when when, when on the court. And I'm sure at some point he'll probably get pissed off by doing that and then say, you know what the hell with it. You know, I think that's the approach it has to take in order for you know everybody to be happy. In my opinion. I'm just having a good old chuckle over this whole thing, uh, personally. <laughs> I mean, it. I mean, apparently the mayor is not going to change, or at least he hasn't given the appearance that he's going to change anything immediately. Even though he has said he was willing to soften the stance over a rule that he didn't even put in place. It was actually put in place by the mayor prior to that. He was actually not changing it. Um, but you know what? I don't have a problem with Kyrie, you know, whatever reasons that he has for not getting the vaccination. And he was sticking by his goals. And he said he wouldn't play. And then it said he wasn't going to let him play. That is true. <laughs> that should have been where it was. That and is that's true. created this fucking firestorm by bringing him on and saying that you can play away games but you can play, you can't play home games. That is true. And this is making everybody looking fucking bad. It's the Nets. Because you weren't doing that good and you needed Kyrie, you should have stuck to your guns when you did it the first time and said, you know what, you're not going to play. But hell, be with it. They didn't even make money and they wanted to try to make a run. They're still not in the playoff seating at the moment, are they? Yeah. I think they're, I think they're in the play-in. They're eighth right now. Eighth right now. Yeah. But... The Nets could have just stuck to their guns and said, you know what? Until this until the situation changes or you get a vaccination, you're just not gonna play. But now you got this hybrid shit and it don't look good. The mayor doesn't want to change shit because he doesn't want to seem like he's changing it for one person because he's probably worried about the political blowback he's gonna get for changing it. So now you got two competing issues, and everybody in the middle that are Nets fans and NBA fans saying, Well, just change the rule, it's stupid. But he didn't make the rule. He's just not changing what the last mayor did. And prior to that, no one had a problem with the rule, even though it's a it's that little nuance that caused the players for the NBA how they're getting categorized. I agree with you. It makes no sense for unvaccinated visiting players to play. But just because he plays with the Nets and how he's categorized as some kind of employee, then he gets looped into that. It's almost like my job where we couldn't work if you didn't get the vaccination. If you didn't get the vaccination by a certain date, you ain't got to worry about not getting it. You just got to let go. <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah. Right. No, and, and, and you, I, I do agree with you on that. The Nets did cause this firestorm when they allowed Kyrie, Kyrie to come back and play away games. I'll, that is true. 
And to be honest, that's all also on KD because they were losing. And I know that KD and Josiah made that had that conversation of, yeah, we need that dude back. So I get that. I, I really do get that. It's just the fact that where it stands now, it's really like I, I'm I'm still trying to explain it or try to understand, I should say. And I to be honest, like I said, if I would rather you say, hey, look, all unvaccinated players are not allowed to players, but not just players, all unvaccinated people are not allowed into the building. They need to be vaccinated or like a say get tested on a regular basis. That just creates a uniform. And I think that's really what it needs. And like I said, if that is the case and he doesn't come back, so be it. I'm not saying it more so that um, I'm rooting for him to come back or anything like that. I'm just saying it just needs to be uniform. That's that's really where I'm coming from. Right. I, I mean, as long as it's uniform, I don't have a problem. <sighs> well, good luck with the upcoming rest of the season. I, I, I kind of hope that uh, it kind of works out. Uh, I hope we can get it together. I, I hope that with everything that's this I just pray that this current wave of what's going on in the Western Hemisphere right now, or the Eastern Hemisphere, I guess we're the West. Um, China's locked down and some other countries over there locked down. I just hope they caught it in enough time and we're not going to see another wave because then it kind of makes the mayor look smart in a sense, sort of. But then everything is going to be flipped up on his head because at that point, then you can't allow unvaccinated players from other teams to come into play, you know, especially if things start to get a little crazy and another wave starts running through here before the, the end of uh, the playoffs. Yeah. So it, it might come down to it where they might say no more fans. We'll just run it like we did, you know, the bubble. Yeah. Or, yeah. yeah. So yeah, just got to pray that, you know, I hope the United States as a whole is a little bit more proactive. I know there's a lot of crap going on right now that has everybody's attention, you know, much love to those out there in Ukraine holding it down and fighting for their country and their beliefs. You know, I know there's bigger pressing things out there than sports and mass mandates and all the other type of stuff, but I just hope we haven't lost the focus of what's going on as far as the pandemic is concerned and what's going on in different countries. Yeah. And when when we realize that something's going on somewhere, eventually it's going to make its way here. So I just hope we're a little bit more proactive uh, going forward. Uh, so, I, fellas, we've, we've hit our time. We've actually went over it quite, quite substantially, and uh, I do apologize. Um, but where can folks find you to, to reach out to you and uh, ask whatever questions that they may have? You can reach me at Snapchat, Snapchat, Twitter, and the gram, uh, J.E. Ross, the number seven. And, of course, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram. I am our Qualls. Twitter and Instagram, I am our Qualls. You can find me on Twitter, CatDaddy1963. That's CatDaddy1963 on Twitter. Once again, we'd like to thank everybody who's tuned in. Uh, we'd like to thank those who blessed us messages uh, tonight's show. Uh, we appreciate you. Please come I'll back. I'll be with you. Please come back and show us love, man. You know, share with your friends. Uh, you know, we love it. We love our audience. We love when people come in and uh, 
ask us questions and good stuff like that. So with, without further ado, uh, we look forward to next week's episode of Guys Talking Sports. You guys have a great rest of your week and weekend. And I'm sure we'll have some more crazy stuff to talk about come next Thursday. <laughs> Shout out to everybody on YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter. What's up? You know, 